God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. Well, you know, all these things that are happening in uh, our country, uh, it just seems so so ironic that the most arrogant elitists of them all, someone like a Chris Como, will now lose his job uh, because of all the different things that they preach us to be or do. They're preaching to us about Me Too. They're preaching to us about all these different uh, issues, acting as if though they're holier than now, and then they're the ones that go down. You know, President Trump is still standing. He's been accused of all the things that these people have been doing, whether it's Andrew Cuomo or his brother Fredo that's been covering up for Andrew. Now, that being said, uh, CNN has given an indefinite leave order to uh, Jeffrey Tubin, who was masturbating on Zoom. And again, he was one of the most arrogant son of guns you could ever meet. And hey, a Trump basher. And he's on Zoom masturbating in a team meeting during the pandemic. And, you know, it's just, it has you shaking your head. How do these people get to the top? We're not advancing our finest. CNN should be ashamed of itself. And people like Zucker, who run the show over there, uh, should be fired. CNN is not a news organization. You know, it had aspirations to be one. When it was founded and run by Ted Turner. But even then, you know, Ted Turner was married to Jane Fonda. You couldn't get any more radically left than CNN. And yet that was our main 24-7 news source. And it's how they got the inroads to every airport in America. 
and shape the minds and the thinking of every American citizen. And here we are being led led down the paths of truth by people like Fredo, Chris Cuomo, who we now find, you know, was basically giving strategy lessons on how to cover up your womanizing and your sexual harassment charges. How disgusting. And these are the same people, whether it's Matt Lauer or Charlie Rose or Chris Como, and all these people in between that have been lecturing us through the years. No, no, no. I would say it's just been an amazing thing to witness since Trump came down the escalator. So much of this has happened where the the weight, what was it, the rest heaps of history, you know, these uh, these news anchors have been exposed one by one by one, in part because they can't even control themselves. They've been given, li- given license to just hang themselves. You know, basically they've been given enough rope, and that's the truth. You know, in a lot of cases, you, you see a loser just realize that the losers lose. Just give them enough room and space to, to, to lose, and they'll destroy themselves because they're not winners. They're, they're narcissistic, arrogant people with their material values out of whack. And that's the, that's the part I think that's so important is keeping your values intact. But this is where we've been getting our news. And Don Lemon is no better. Don Lemon is Chris Como's best buddy. And Don Lemon is no better. Don Lemon was out in Long Island uh, basically getting very gropey with some uh, male, some man. And he just thought, because I'm Don Lemon and I'm gay, I, I guess I, you know, I can do whatever I want. And it turned out that wasn't the case and got groping, got sued. Probably that lawsuit was a settlement. We don't even know the the merits of that case. But these are the people that are running CNN. And it doesn't get much better over at MSNBC with Rachel Maddow constantly on a vendetta to get Donald Trump at all costs and failing every step of the way. And, you know, it surprises me, but, you know, I talk to these people that are very well-educated, very well-positioned in some some places in our government. And I ask them where they get their news. And they say, oh, Rachel Maddow, MSNBC, or Chris Cuomo's great. You know, you wonder what they're saying now that they're watching this, that they're so-called heroes are are falling like dominoes. But it is, uh, you know, basically a hit of irony, as is so many other things. The truth, the truth is definitely coming out. You know, even Jerome Powell said this yesterday, but it was just really news yesterday, is, is that this word transitory in terms of inflation needs to go to the waste bucket. It's where this word came from. Well, we know where it came from. 
Joe Biden coined the word. Maybe it was Jen Psaki, but it was the Biden administration that started talking about, oh, this is transitory. We're going to, this is, we have to go, uh, go low before we go high. You know, and, and in economics, sometimes that is the case. You do an initial investment and your first quarter earnings are going to be low, but that's going to result in twice as high third quarter earnings. I get all that. And we as Americans get all that. We're not stupid. You know, we get it. We, we, we're, we're the ones that have a budget and have to adhere to a budget. And we have this spending bill. And from what I understand, it's now it's likely going to pass. And I believe I read somewhere that 6.5 million amnesty is bundled in that. See, this is what I hate about these big omnibus bills is sooner or long you look into it and there's all kinds of different pork. And I'm not even so worried about the pork as national security, about voter integrity. Because if they import 6.5 million voters and give them amnesty amnesty, and tell them how to vote or give them a registration card and turn their registrations into ballots like I was like I've said for so long, that the registrations get turned into ballots and these people that can't even speak English who are afraid to be deported even still, even with amnesty, uh, they're in a situation where they don't even know that they're voting, that they might have their identity already stolen. And these are puppets. These are just pawns. These are just um, basically shells that that uh, election riggers can move around from on the chessboard, depending on where, wherever they need them. Like I said, I always use that QuickBooks analogy, but you know, if you you could write an invoice and pay that invoice without ever mailing the invoice, but you can't create an invoice without an account. That's a business one-on-one, right? If you have a widget business, that's how it works. You have to have an account. You set up the account. You create an invoice. You take the person's credit card. You pay the invoice, and it's marked paid. It's in the system. <clears throat> All accounted for. But the problem is that the person may not ever know that they were even an account in the first place because they never signed up. And that's where that registration comes in handy. Once you register to vote, you've actually signed an intent to vote. Why else would you register to vote? So if they can get this illegal to be a, a get get them an ID or get them to, to a citizenship, and all the while during the process get them registered to vote, you know I I would definitely agree with. If you are going to have amnesty, then you can't have everything else. Just like if you're going to uh, mandate vaccines, then you can't have a social credit score system. You can't have a vaccine passport system. If you're going to mandate vaccines, then you can't have the passport system. <clears throat> and if you're going to have amnesty, you got to have a moratorium on uh, voters and how how long you have to wait to vote. How long did you have to wait to vote? I waited 18 years, and I'm an American citizen. I was born in America. 
And I was forced to wait 18 years to vote. You know, there was a time when I was, uh, <clears throat> I guess I was 12, when when uh, Jimmy Carter won his election. I would have rather have seen uh, Ford win re-election. I guess it was Ford. Although Ford wasn't that great of an apple either. He was on the worm report. Um, but in any case, uh, in the wake of uh, the Watergate, which we now know is a hoax, um, there was Watergate. We know that was a Democrat hoax, just like the Russian hoax. Uh, more and more information is coming out to prove that case, that it was a hoax. Um but here we are. You know, basically, uh, I think that there should be a waiting period. I waited 18 years. You should wait 18 years. Or the illegals should wait 18 years. Not some gang banger thug that never even gave two cents for the United States gets to vote and neutralize my vote. A vote I, where I waited 18 years to cast. And all of a sudden, my vote becomes null and void because... Some imported voter through our open border who could give nothing for our country, cares nothing about our country except violating our laws, gets to neutralize my vote. With every single person coming through the border, it's stealing votes. Don't look at them as imports. Look at them as basically voter thieves. These people come through the border and every single one of those people takes away your vote. And if you think about it like that, if you visualize it like that, you would think twice about, you know, how we let that happen. Of course, Joe Biden wants it because it helps Joe Biden. The radical left wants it because it helps their corporate cronies with access to the slave labor, who's going to run that dishwasher? Who's going to pull those grapes off the vine? Who's going to ride that livery car, that uh, Uber and Lyft? You know, who's going to work the slaughterhouses and the agricultural fields? And who's going to do those? Uh, who's going to build your deck in 110 degree heat and put shingles on your house? All these Mexicans and all these uh, non English speaking workers. They get on the back of trucks in California and wherever else. And, you know, that's what they were doing for a long time. But now it's gotten so much more sophisticated. Why stop there? Why not do more? All the while we have this corruption. You know, I, I still say Hunter Biden never, ever once, not once testified under oath. So today we're going to be taking a look at a lot of these different things, including the COVID uh, variant, Omicron, that's coming through. You know, I definitely think that uh, there is some foul play going on here with this with this uh, Omicron. There is this uh, thing I posted, and it's it's very telling. It says, uh, the dirty truth says, there's no such thing as coincidence, as a coincidence. I agree. 
Well, actually, I do think that there are coincidences in life, but in this case, it seems kind of odd. So pay attention to this. So I got this meme here, and it says, November 24th, 2021, South Africa tells Pfizer they don't want more shipments of the vaccine. You getting that? November 24th, 2021, South Africa says to Pfizer, we don't want your stinking shipments of vaccines. We've had enough. On November 26th, 2021, the WHO says that the Omicron virus, the Omicron variant was discovered in South Africa on November 24th, 2021. Two days later, WHO says, ah, South Africa, the same country that said they don't want any more Pfizer. Uh, basically, well, they have a discovered in South Africa a new variant. And there's health professionals in South Africa are saying it's not that bad. People are barely getting sick from this. November 26 onwards, many countries rush, bend over backwards, go out of their way to ban flights and immigration from South Africa. So the question is, did Pfizer collaborate with the WHO to punish South Africa for refusing more shipments of the vaccine? And there's a new word buzzing around. And it's funny that Pfizer's CEO is getting a lot of airtime these days and was talking about the exodemic it's a panda. It's like where we're starting to look at the pandemic as ending at some point. Endemic, I think they call it. Endemic. It's like a pandemic, but it's an ending. They're going to claim victory, mission accomplished, sort of like George W. Bush. And the CDC is at odds with that, saying, no, 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 we're a long ways away from that. And you guys got to figure what they're doing is because from what I understand in South Africa, they had a very low, very low uh, vaccine rate. And I'm thinking that they're pushing, they're using these variants to, to mandate boosters and push different things. Now, there was a, a, another Supreme Court, state Supreme Court case that was heard in Missouri, where they said that health workers can't be fired for not getting the mandated vaccine. And he's like, wow, that's great. That's like the third case where it's been, you know, third victory in a row. So technically, there are no mandates that are in place right now in our country. And we're going to listen to a clip from Tucker about this. But here's the deal. The issue is what I've been talking about all along. Yesterday I talked about it, I touched upon it, where the Democrats who wrote the Jim Crow laws that segregated society, they did it as guidelines. If you look up Jim Crow laws, basically they were a bunch of guidelines and recommendations and advisory notes that were written up by state and local Democrats throughout the South to segregate. And what was happening is they knew that it was unconstitutional. They knew that they would never get a court. 
to sustain or uphold such an argument because it was clearly unconstitutional. Because of the color of your skin, you can't eat here, you can't drink there, you have to sit in the back of the bus, you can't stay at this hotel. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's what the movie Green Book, you know, had the uh, the movie, it was a good movie, by the way, Green Book. But, you know, you have that movie Green Book where, you know, there's places in the South where it doesn't matter who you are, if you're black, you... So that was all driven, uh, delayed up by the... Uh, the Democrats. And we talked about that yesterday, but the reason why they do these guidelines is because they don't have the legal authority to do it any other way. So what they're doing is they're keeping corporations. I was listening to Fox and Friends this morning a little bit, and, um, and they said, well, Fox News has a mandate. You have to be vaccinated in order to work there. Well, naturally, Fox News, because, you know, Paul Ryan's on the board, whatever. But they're not bound by the Constitution. They made my point, which is the point I've been making for a long time. But, I mean, the idea is that that's what the 70% is all about. If you don't get 70%, then corporations aren't going to be able to take that risk and block 50, you know, if it's 50-50, they're not going to be able to block 50% of their client base. Say you're Best Buy. Say you're Target. Say you're Walmart. Say you're one of these big stores. You can't have a Gestapo police in the front of the entrance saying, show me your papers, which is in essence what they're doing in New York and elsewhere. Show me your papers. And you say, I don't have any of your stinking papers. And they say, well, then you can't come in. Well, how's that going to fly? I mean, you're going to lose 50% of your business. 50% if it's 50-50. And the corporations say, I can't afford to do that. I can't lose 50%. That's too much. I can lose 30 Because, you know, with my 70% business guaranteed... Guess what? I can muscle the 30 and treat them like dirt because now I got muscle. I'm a bully in the in the playground. I'll steal your lunch money. You know, and in essence, that's an, almost what they're doing. Like we talked about, we talked about that case study of Twitch where Twitch literally came out and said, we could deplatform you from our social media network even if you are... Uh, giving a speech uh, on a stump promoting Trump during election season. If we don't like what you say, we think you're hateful. We think you're an insurrectionist or we think you're a terrorist, a domestic terrorist, as deemed by the FBI. If you support Donald Trump and you're uh, going to one of his rallies in the Capitol, we consider you a terrorist. If you're a parent that cares about your children's education and doesn't want them to hear critical race theory because it's uh, nonsensical bullcrap from a bunch of Marxist racists, uh, then we're going to go ahead and deplatform you because uh, the FBI already de- determined that you're a domestic terrorist, just like ta- the Taliban. I mean, the FBI has tagged these parents and everything, had tag tag numbers, 
associating them with a certain kind of terrorism? Yeah, it's our own government cracking down against parents, cracking down against all kinds of people. And if you're deemed this way and you have the government support, there's different uh, hooks. Well, the government has determined that you're a domestic terrorist. So therefore, we could deplatform you. And really what, in essence, it is, is you support Donald Trump and you oppose critical race theory. But somehow, because of the way the government has classified you, now the corporations can use those guidelines to deplatform you. And Twitch is owned by Amazon. And next thing you know, you can't go shopping. You can't get Prime Video. You can't go to uh, Whole Foods. You can't do anything. You can't get two-day shipping. You can't even shop on Amazon. You go to the grocery checkout counter and they say, no, you, you, uh, you're being deplatformed from our company. You can't shop here. Leave your basket. Leave your bags. Leave your uh, buggy, your uh, shopping cart. We'll go ahead and put everything back. Have a nice day. Happy Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, you got a cart full of Thanksgiving product. Whatever, right? Christmas now. It's Christmas. It's December. It's hard to believe that we're living in a time where our government is working against us. Do you think these fools really earned your vote? I don't think so. People don't vote for tyranny. People get tyranny because of fraud, corruption, and crime. It's the only real way that Putin and Maduro and all these other tyrannical thugs that run their countries stay in power as rigged elections. You think we're the first to invent it? But the only way we survive as a republic is if we can get election integrity. That was the first thing. If you go to magapac.org, it's the first thing we talk about. You don't have squat unless you have election integrity. You need that first. We got them beat. I was watching a YouTube uh, video yesterday. And it was this guy. And, uh, you know, I didn't take good notes on it because, because I didn't know where I was going. But um, I will tell you this. I've seen this guy do this before. And uh, generally speaking, when he has more data. And um, I don't know how many Senate seats are up for grabs that are Democrats. And it's always going to be about 33 in the Senate. So every, every two years, there's an election. And Senate, you know, obviously, when you win election, you, you stay in power for six. You, you keep that post for six years. But it's split into thirds. So every two years, there's about 33 Senate seats that are up for grabs. And some years... It favors the, you know, the incumbents or the Democrats. In some years, it favors, uh, you know, um, the Republicans. I, I didn't get that. I didn't get into the interpretation that I should have from that uh, as to what the numbers are. But I did watch a good chunk of it. And I will tell you that the prediction was made that the Republicans are going to be 54 seats in the Senate. That was good news to hear. So the, the, the conclusion after his analysis was 54 seats. That's pretty impressive. So me thinks, me thinks that's a good, uh, good sign right there, right? 
So I'm liking what I'm seeing right there. And Lord knows we need it because we have a very corrupt government. Uh, I do have Chuck Grassley queued up today, but the first thing we're going to talk about is COVID. And by the way, Ghislaine Maxwell's court case is going on right now. Uh, We're winning the race with regard to vaccine mandates, you know, again. Uh, And then the Supreme Court has a big hearing today where they're going to hear a case. It's going to challenge Roe v. Wade, and that's going to be a big deal. Um, But that's just they're going to hear the case today. Nothing's going to happen. But the FAA accidentally disclosed more than 2,000 flight records associated with Jeffrey Epstein's private jets. According to Business Insider, who was basically trying to get information, they were denied and then they finally got it by accident. And they found out that there was about 700 more Jeffrey Epstein flights that were unaccounted for. And, you know, that's going to spell pretty big trouble if they could just have a fair court proceeding. But, you know, when you have Maureen Comey, Jim Comey's daughter, and you have um, a bunch of, uh, you have a corrupt judge, who knows, who's ta- who could tell, you know, what's going to happen. But this uh, this uh, judge is very radically left wing. So you don't, you just don't know. But, Getting back to Omicron, I think Omicron is definitely a push to punish South Africa, as we talked about today already, uh, because they said no to the Pfizer vaccine. They didn't want any more of them. They've had enough. And then two days later, the WHO comes out and basically says Omicron came from South Africa. And Omicron doesn't seem to be that deadly according to the scientists on the ground in South Africa. But, you know, it's already spread around the globe, apparently. And there's this fear, fear. You know, it's all about fear. And I think it's about getting that number back up to 70% because it's the corporations that are going to do the dirty work, the unconstitutional work. It's not going to be the government. The government is losing every single mandate case that strikes the courts. And by the way, the Missouri case was by a judge, decided by a judge that was appointed by Donald Trump. So there you go. Another victory for Donald Trump. But let's take a listen to um, Tucker Carlson. This is a really good uh, piece uh, about this Omicron variance and what, what is happening right before our eyes. Let's take a listen that has left the continent of Africa a smoldering husk of human misery. Experts are calling it the Omicron variant, Omicron being a Greek term that apparently means history-ending apocalypse. Even in Africa, part of the world sadly familiar with suffering, Omicron is like nothing the authorities have ever seen. Consider the nation of Botswana, a landlocked country in southern Africa about the size of France. Yesterday, officials there reported that two people may possibly have died from the Omicron variant. Now, it's true that many more people in Botswana died yesterday from malaria, AIDS, diarrhea, drowning, car crashes, choking on peanuts, domestic disputes, agricultural accidents, and also just because in the end, human beings tend to get old and die. Statistically, that is a valid observation. But it does not lessen the existential terror the rest of us feel knowing that Omicron exists. No, it certainly doesn't. 
As the chairman of the Federal Reserve announced yesterday, thanks to Omicron, and not at all due to the criminally reckless decisions that he has made personally, but thanks to Omicron, our economy is going to be terrible for a long time. And we're definitely going to need a lot of mail-in ballots in the coming midterm elections for your safety, of course. And vaccines? Oh, yes, we're going to need a lot more vaccines. In addition to the two you've probably already had, you're going to need a third vaccine, at least Pfizer's orders. Watch. With the new Omicron variant sweeping the globe, how do we finally put an end to this pandemic? How do we save lives and get business back to normal so everybody can put dinner on the table? Simple. The federal government needs to require vaccines, including booster shots, for everyone in America by, say, January 1st. So it's time to admit that we have to go to war against COVID. Require vaccination universally. Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. And even then, you need to help in the war effort by staying home until we finally beat this thing. Yeah. Boy, Jim Cramer has changed like the Dickens. He used to be a man of the, for the people. Now, look at that. Totally bowing down to the government. That's Jim Cramer over at CNNBC. But here we go with uh, Tucker Carlson. The military run it. The U.S. Army is going to force you to get your third injection. That's how serious Omicron is. This from the guy who demanded you keep your money in Bear Stearns five days before it disappeared completely. So you can definitely trust what he's saying. This stuff is scary. The national media are highly upset about Omicron. Listen to the deep concern. I believe that states and local jurisdictions and businesses that have let go of indoor mask mandates, they should bring it back as well as an additional step to protect against Omicron. They are preparing and preparing for the worst potentially. We heard the president yesterday urging people to go get their booster shot. I do see targeted lockdowns. I see those for the unvaccinated. I see many more restrictions being introduced for the unvaccinated, where they can go, how they can go. I think we may indeed be in for a phase of many more masks, much more social distancing, and more restrictions and obligations for vaccination going forward. Well, yeah, look what's happening in Botswana tonight. So we're going to get more vaccines and, quote, lockdowns for anyone who resists getting the injection. And we're not joking this time. Omicron's here. It's a whole new pandemic. So to assess just how terrified you ought to be in this moment, we are joined tonight by the world's premier COVID reporter, Alex Berenson, whose brilliant new book, Pandemia, is out today and is on sale. And of course, we highly recommend. Alex Berenson, thanks so much. Congratulations on the book. Thanks for joining us tonight. So we're being told that Omicron, which apparently has destroyed the continent of Africa, is a justification for a brand new set of restrictions, vaccines, lockdowns. Assess this, if you would. I mean, this is a joke, Tucker. It, it's a joke, and I think people are no longer scared. They're no longer fooled by it. A, they have no idea if this variant is more dangerous or less dangerous. Um, and in fact, the people in South Africa who've treated people with it say it's less dangerous. They say it's milder. B, it looks like the spike in cases that looked so scary a couple of about a week ago or 10 days ago in South Africa may have been due to an artifact in testing meaning the South Africans started to accept antigen tests, which are cheaper and easier to perform, and there may just have been a whole bump of those. So this thing may not even spread more rapidly. C, if it is as different as they're saying, 
vaccinations aren't going to work very well against it. We already know that vaccinations fail in a matter of months against infection and transmission after the second dose. And it looks like Delta that, you know, Delta is worse in terms of being able to evade vaccinations. There's a debate about that, but it looks that way. So if this variant is more highly mutated, you would expect it to, fa to be even more able to evade vaccines. And in fact, Moderna's CEO, the decibillionaire Stefan Bonsall, said, said a few hours ago, said about a day ago, that he thought, or his scientists are saying, that they're, of course, going to need a new booster. They're going to need to figure out, um, you know, a new mRNA jab for this. So, so this is nonsense. And the, and the real reason for it is probably twofold. A, nobody wants to get boosters uh, threefold. B, the vaccine mandates are collapsing. And, and they've now all three of them have been stayed by federal judges. The CMS, the OSHA and the federal contracting mandates are all on hold. So there's no mandates right now in the United States. And, and people don't want to get their kids vaccinated. And the powers that be are very well aware that vaccines are failing and they want to blame this thing. And, and it's not going to work. People are done being scared. And frankly, Tucker, I mean, I'm so busy reading, you know, reading sort of scientific papers that people send me and trying to figure out what's really going on with vaccine failure and, you know, potential vaccine dangers that I had no idea that the hysteria was like this on CNN and these other channels. Yeah. It's insane. And Can I, I ask you a question? I, I'd like to say if, one if, thing about... Sure. Well, please. Well, I just can't resist. So if you were really worried about this new variant... Where's the point in the pandemic where we talk about treatments for people who've been infected? People who've been vaccinated are getting infected. Where are the treatments? And why is nobody even mentioned? Like, what the hell? Where's the treatment? Well, so, so there is a treatment from Pfizer. I almost hesitate to say it, but there's a new drug from Pfizer where the early results look very good. And we'll see if that actually makes a difference. Um, you know, I, here's the thing about Pandemia, you know, the, the book that's out today, right? So, so... In writing it, I really got to look at the scope of the last two years and the lies and the misstatements and the mistakes and how they were wrong yes. about school closures, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about test and trace. You know, they appear to have been very wrong about vaccines, too. They've been wrong about everything. They are never held accountable. And and at some point, people are just going to stop listening. I think it's happening more quickly in the United States because we have a stronger constitution. And frankly, we have a somewhat surlier population. But I have to believe it's going to happen in Europe, too. You've got to think. I mean, this is such a longer conversation. I hope you'll come back for one. But just in three sentences, people's faith in public health authorities and in doctors, which I, I think we really need, we need faith in those institutions, seems to be evaporating very quickly because of their misbehavior. Do they understand that? Uh, I don't know, but they need to. And honestly, if you read the book, you'll understand why. They have been yeah. wrong. They haven't admitted they've been wrong. And they're doubling down on it. And, you know, we talked about this a little earlier, Tucker. We cannot let them walk away from this. We cannot let them try to rewrite history. The losers don't get to rewrite history. Yes, that is exactly right. Alex Berenson, someone who cares about facts uh, and has been through a relentless uh, harassment because of it. The book is Pandemia. It's out today. We appreciate your coming on tonight, and congrats on the book. Yeah, I would definitely recommend that book, too, by the way. Um, but uh, I thought that was a very interesting uh, uh, piece. And, uh, you know, we're, we're losing our minds here. And trust the science. Well, you know, they tried to... The, the scientists were also behind the all the different hoaxes related to climate change.
You know, I remember a day when they said, trust the uh, uh, all 17 uh, intelligence agencies couldn't possibly be wrong. You have to trust us, you know, and, and it turns out that was a lie to fulfill an agenda. And it was a political agenda to go and get Trump. And that, that was another that was the Russian hoax. When they said all 17 intelligence agencies can't possibly be wrong. This is what it is. And it turns out now we know that it was a big, huge hoax. Is the media going to cover that? No, they're not going to cover that. Unfortunately, you know, that is just the game that we're in right now. That's that's what that's the game that's being played right now. And so we need to stand up. We're saying this now because we basically need to understand that that we need to look at history. That's why they want to erase history. But we need to look at history and say, look, let's not be fooled again. Let's not get hooked up in the the uh, all this uh, hype and fear mongering. You know, uh, I guess Biden finally got the science guy, Ted Nye, the science guy, out there on the <laughs> to to push the infrastructure uh, bill, but go well beyond that and uh, start pushing for. All kinds of like woke bridges and electric vehicles and things like that. You know, there's going to be a lot of reports that are going to come out about electric vehicles and how much energy they actually consume. How much pollution. Where do we store the batteries that are dead? How do we feed the batteries when they're alive? You know, how do we get our energy to charge the batteries? And what you're going to find out is the savings from an environmental perspective is at best marginal. And, you know, beyond that, all these climate change people, they never want to question China. They don't want to talk about China's atrocities from human rights perspective. They don't want to talk about China and their polluting the earth the way they do. Or Mexico. Mexico City is one of the filthiest cities I've ever been to. Um, but all around the world, there's so many offenders to pollution, polluting the earth. Why don't we start there first? You know, and if you want to help them, help them. But, uh, you know, that's what the Paris court was all about, was taking uh, a bundle of money from first world countries and redistributing it to countries, uh, cities in India. Somehow India was a, uh, too poor to do it themselves. But India was benefiting from it, as was China. They're being treated as a developing country, according to the World Economic Forum, and getting all kinds of goodies. First, uh, first status when it comes to bank loans from the World Economic Fund, uh, the WEF, um, but in addition, uh, they were getting uh, delays in the Paris Accord where they wouldn't have to do anything till 2030, where we would have to do stuff immediately, you know, in terms of green energy. Meanwhile, under Trump, he has the numbers to back it up. We were leading the world when it came to 
we were leading the world when it came to uh, when it came to uh, climate. Before we head over to uh, Hunter Biden, I want to before we get there, we were talking about the Russian hoax. And yesterday I took a look and I said, when was the first time I posted something about the uh, what what we talked about yesterday and what I've been talking about? And it was October twenty third, twenty twenty. But even even well beyond that. And I wrote these on on January. Uh, let's see, on October twenty third, twenty twenty, I wrote this series tweet. It's a seven-part tweet. And I said, a review of all the president's... This is October 2020. All the, a review of all the president's men makes clear to me that the coup against real Donald Trump based on a Russian hoax perpetrated by DOJ, FBI, and CIA was no different than Watergate where the plumbers, burglars who were supposed to be caught were Marxists paid by DNC. to burglarize DNC headquarters, their own headquarters, then blame Nixon for it, hoping for a cover-up that would be worse than the crime itself, and it was. McGovern had zero chance of winning. There was no reason for Nixon to do do it. Democrats used their liberal assets within the Nixon administration, the FBI, the CIA, and the fake news media at the time to turn up checks and push for turn up check payments and push for a cover-up trap that Nixon fell into by making the mistake to cover up. Trump said he stayed away because getting involved didn't work too well for Nixon. It's likely Nixon didn't know the DNC paid for the burglary and the same players that took him down then were front and center on CNN and MSNBC during the Trump sham impeachment hearings and during the Russian hoax. The cover-up can be worse than the crime Trump learned from Nixon's Watergate and history. No surprise, the same betrayers and attack dogs then played the propaganda role today with John Dean, Carl Bernstein, and Bob Woodward attacking Trump at every turn from every angle while at the same time making the case that Watergate was a total sham based on their true colors shining so brightly on TV. Let's not forget about Mark Felt, Deep Throat, who was Bob Woodward's anonymous source on Deep Background, who was passed over for a promotion, liberal and disgruntled. Today's hoax used an anonymous whistleblower, a complicit media, and a corrupt FBI, just like Watergate. And the Hillary and Hillary served on the Judicial Committee, Watergate Impeachment Council. Democrat Chief Counsel Jeffrey Zeifman wanted to fire Hillary but didn't have the authority and never hired her as part of the, his counsel, his lead counsel. But Hillary knew the play from the Watergate playbook too. And that was written last year, uh, over, over a year ago now. And uh, so that's something that, you know, I've been talking about for a while. And now, you know, like I said, there is a new book out that's talking just about this. And this person was believed that Nixon was guilty. And then all of a sudden, after 10, 15 years of research, has come out with a new book, uh, basically that um, 
that we talked about earlier in the week that basically uh, has indicated that, no, there is a lot more to this. And it was very much the same play as it is today. They hated Nixon just like they hated Trump. We cannot have a government with this level of corruption. I think back then, you know, we had no way to check and balance anything. So I wrote this August 30th, 2018. What we learned from Watergate is that the FBI was filled with agents like Mark Felt, a.k.a. Deep Throat, who attacked a conservative POTUS by leaking to radically liberal so-called journalists who allowed their ideological biases to impact fairness and integrity. Sound familiar? And basically, Carl Bernstein tweeted out, this is worse than Watergate because the system worked in Watergate. And that was August 3rd. Carl Bernstein tweeted that out August 3rd, 2018. And I wrote a response to that August 30th, 2018, same month. But that's going back how many years? That was related to the Russian hoax, not the impeachment Ukrainian hoax. So here it is again. Um, I wanted to uh, play this Senator Grassley uh, clip, but we don't really have enough time. It's, uh, it's a little too long to run. But um, uh, John Solomon says, Senator Grassley asked... Congress to expose the extensive ties between China and the Biden family. Senator Chuck Grassley asked congressional Democrats to investigate the ties between the Chinese communist regime and the Biden family. So the senior most Senate Republican together with Senate, uh, let's see, okay, Somehow my screen completely moved. (laughs) Uh, Together with Senator Ron Johnson, released more evidence earlier this month showing Hunter Biden's ties to Chinese businessmen, to uh, Chinese businessmen affiliated with the communist government. All right. And the two senators initially published what's called the Biden Report. Last year, detailing questionable financial transactions between Hunter Biden and his associates and foreign individuals, including the wife of the former mayor of Moscow and individuals with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Grassley mentioned how, when the first report was released, said it reads as if Putin wrote it. So Grassley mentioned how when the first report was released, Senator Chuck Schumer said it reads as though Putin wrote it. And of course, the media picked that up and mimicked that, parroted that. Other Democrat politicians called the report Russian propaganda, while media outlets, while media outlets uh, including Slate, CBS, and Washington Post, attempted to discredit the report Grassley said, Grassley said yesterday, or two days ago. The newest document shows the direct financial and legal relationship between Hunter Biden and individuals connected to the communist regime. So, to my Democratic colleagues, he writes, he says, who falsely smeared our report, you now chair committees that have jurisdiction over these matters. I challenge you to use the same effort and energy 
that you exerted in the Trump-Russian investigation to expose the extensive ties between the communist China, Chinese regime and members of the Biden family. And that's what Gro- uh, Grassley said. Now, I will say this. This, uh, vid- this audio is very slow-moving. It's a little boring. It's a little long. So it is hard to play. We might even just skip it. But I did want to hear some of it. Uh, we're not going to be able to hear it today. But I will say this, that, you know, there's a, there's a lot at stake when it comes to having control of the Senate, just like Grassley said there. You know, the, the people that lead the committees are the Democrats right now because they have one vote uh, advantage in the Senate. Once again, it was thanks in large part to what happened in Georgia in the runoff. Two Senate seats. There's no way that that should have been lost. Except you had lifelong Democrats like Lynn Wood proclaiming, don't vote. Don't be fooled. Don't be uh, fooled twice. Your Georgians aren't dumb. He said all that stuff placating to a base of patriots who were getting wrapped up in that stuff. And I believe these people are infiltrators, the whole group of them, the whole lot of them. And it's best that you actually just do your own research and not listen to these snake oil salesmen that basically are looking for, you know, a paycheck and media attention. Um, And it's the reason why I've never had them on my show, as I said earlier this week. I, I don't like deceptors. I don't like people who deceive. I don't like snake oil salesmen, and I won't put them on this show. No matter how entertaining or good for ratings they might be at the moment, I just won't do it. But in any case, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Um, When we win back the Senate and the House, it's going to spell big trouble for the Hunter, uh, for the Biden crime family in general. Take, you can take that to the bank. And uh, with that, my name is Scott Adams. You can listen to the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org, buglecall.org. Find out what we're doing uh, with regard to uh, a variety of events and uh, offer up a donation. We finally got our 501c3 status official. We got our notification from the IRS. Uh, in the month of October. We just got it about three weeks ago. I was in the hospital while that came through. And so any donation that you make over there uh, is basically tax deductible. Uh, And with that, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning into The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there